Hello and welcome back to Motorsport this week. I'm only joined by Lewis this week, so Lewis, you want to say hi? You're all right, mate. There we go. And unfortunately, no Jess this weekend. Is he, is he in India, is he? Did he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a busy weekend for, for Jez, by the sounds of it. But he obviously will be very happy with this weekend's uh, race result in Miami with uh, Red Bull picking up their fourth one-two finish of the season. Like I said, he'll be very happy with that. Unfortunately, he's here not, uh, unfortunately, he's not here to discuss that. But, Lewis, would you like to give your opinions on this week's race? I mean, I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. But um, it was a good race, nonetheless. I thought it was a good race. I thought it was very interesting to see, you know, Max fought his way through the field. I thought he was going to get, you know, held up by shoulder clear. And I was kind of hoping for George Russell to just, you know, swing it into him. But of course that didn't happen. But uh, I thought, I thought it was very interesting. I was, I was rooting for Checo, but you know, Max is, Max is just a phenomenal driver and you can't take that away from him. Oh, definitely not. It was, it was so dominant, wasn't it? It was so easy the way he just drifted so past. I, think it was I can't remember the other driver. I think it was one of the Ferraris. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just like flew past them both two overs. And the thing is, he was already ahead of them before the corner, which was just crazy. I mean, obviously, Perez started at P1. You'd ex- you would have expected him to almost run away with it with no challenge from behind because I, I know Alonso, he did sort of keep close to him for a few laps at the start but then yeah. Perez didn't really you know get going you know he didn't manage the gap well to Verstappen because we knew Verstappen was coming does this race show that Perez probably isn't capable he's only capable of winning the odd race this season and not being able to take the championship fight to Verstappen I mean that car is built specifically for Max Verstappen and you know winning races in a car built for Verstappen is already an incredible achievement but after last week after Baku I thought you know, Checo was on to win the championship. And then when Verstappen came from P9 this week, I thought, yeah, championship's already wrapped up. You know, the championship was already wrapped up at the first, at the inaugural round of the season. Or It's just, I, I think it's unfair, but, you know, Mercedes did it for, you know, seven, I think it was seven years. So, you know, and I've said before, absence makes a heart grow fonder. So, you know, we have years of, you know, Red Bull domination. But if Ferrari or, you know, Mercedes can win one championship, it'll be it'll be a thousand times more special than if Mercedes or Ferrari were to win the championship this year. Yeah, definitely. I, I think in terms of Perez, I, I think obviously he's a brilliant driver. He's been in F1 for a long time. And so that shows that he's a good driver. But I don't think he's capable of taking that step into in terms of being a world-class driver. You know, Verstappen's Hamilton, Alonso. We're going on about Perez being a, a world championship driver. Another driver who's who's had a championship fight last year with the Ferrari and wasn't didn't really put much of a fight up to that Red Bull because it was obviously very dominant anyway, again. Um, Charles Leclerc, and then yeah, the pressure was on him in Q3, and he again just binned it off. Does does do you think like the pressure gets to Charles a little bit? Yeah, definitely, definitely, especially this season. You know, oh, coming off the back of last season, you know, he made some he made some mistakes like that mistake in France, which oh, you know he'll never forget about. But I think I think the pressure's ramped up this season, and you know with Red Bull having such a dominant car, I think he's really like demotivated and, you know, uh, yeah. Well, so say if, say if you put Charles in that Red Bull, could you see him maybe challenging Verstappen or do you just think the pressure would get to him? I don't know. I don't know because 
I think if you put him in a number one driver role and built the car specifically for Charles Leclerc, then he like he would run away. He would he would want to run away with it. But I think if you put him in a number two driver role with a car that's specifically built for for Verstappen, you know, he has he has a like Verstappen has a completely different. You know, driving style to Charles Leclerc, I think, I think he'd just run away with it, and I think the pressure would get to him. Yeah, I think it's hard to really say until Charles is properly in that position because last year, I know Ferrari were good for the first half of the season, but it really it was dominant. Red Bull and obviously Verstappen's got them two championships behind him. So whenever, so say if them two go for a championship fight, everyone's going to be going all. Verstappen's been there, he's done that, so he's going to have the experience of doing it. But at the end of the day, so you've got to do it your first time eventually. So, you know, Charles, can, you know, if he does it, then, you know, obviously all that criticism that we've just given him and the, what the yeah. press will give him will just disappear. And then going into the future, he'll be like, oh, he's, he's done it before, he'll go do it again. So, obviously, we just talked about Ferrari and then World Championship drivers. Lewis Hamilton this weekend qualified P13. Not the best uh, qualifying, but, you know, in terms of race pace, it was a lot more positive for Mercedes. Obviously, maybe a bit more of improvement for Mercedes this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely an improvement than last year. But I think Lewis is just like, I love Lewis. Lewis is my favourite Formula One driver. You know, seven World Championships. But um, I think... My prediction is that he's going to retire at the end of this season because if you think about it, Mercedes still haven't put pen to paper, and you know it's round five. I know it. I know we've got twenty three races. To, well, you know, seventeen races, seventeen eighteen races to go, but I th I really think he's going to retire at the end of this season because you know no improvement from the Mercedes. Mercedes was was crap last year, and it's even worse. This year, and I think you know George Russell putting it P six, but Lewis putting it P thirteen. I think there's you know something going on there, something going on behind closed doors that you know we're not privy to. You think potentially that they are preferring like um, going more towards Russell this yeah. season and yeah. looking for the future instead. Maybe I mean that'd be interesting because I think we've discussed in terms of Hamilton, he's got a lot of credit in that team. Yeah. You know, with the seven world championships. So it's hard to really see them like just abandoning Lewis. But uh, I think Lewis did say, I'm not too sure when, they've got a new uh, package coming for Imola, which is next weekend, yeah. I think it is. But, so hopefully, fingers crossed, obviously for you, Lewis, being a Mercedes fan, I was yeah. a bit more of a Hamilton fan. Hopefully that can see them propel up the grid. Do you reckon it will have the side pods? Do you reckon they're going to stick with the no side pods? Um, I reckon that. You know, they've tried something with the no side pods. They've tried something last season. Like, admittedly, it was outlandish. But, you know, you know, Toto Wolff and the whole Mercedes factory had the confidence to try it. But I think they also need to have the confidence to, you know, hold their hands up in the air and say, yeah, this didn't work. We're reverting back to, you know, the side pods. But um, I've heard people say about, you know, they were winning races at the end of the the last season with this outlandish outlandish design. Yeah, that's good. But it's also when, you know, Red Bull and Ferrari stop developing the cars and unless you want unless, you know, you wanna you wanna have the annual Mercedes win in Brazil or, you know, Abu Dhabi, the last race of the season when it really doesn't matter, then I think um 
Mercedes need to be radical with their design, especially if they want to pull the championship back. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Gunter Steiner said that. I think it was during last season that they did trial the no side pods, and they said there was not really much like improvement in it. So obviously they reverted back to the side pods, and obviously they built a half decent car at Haas. Um, so I'm moving on to more the event now because it seemed to be a big event, especially with the F1 and like Drive to Survive. Um, what were your thoughts on the pre-race entertainment? Because it was a bit interesting. I, I think it. I think it was the most ridiculous thing. You know, like taking thirty minutes out of the, you know, you have to be in the zone to drive an F1 car. It's not, you know, going going in your Ford Fiesta to drive up to the local shop. It's like you have to be you have to be properly in the zone, and you know, taking thirty minutes out of race preparations for these drivers just to, you know, introduce them badly. I think they said something about Yuki Sonoda saying, like, "Oh yeah, he's small in stature, but like." Like take, taking the piss out of him, like <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was ridiculous. Like you said, you are saying about the preparations, though. But I, I saw something that was meant to say that there was no yellow flags this weekend. There was obviously we had the science penalty, so it was almost like every driver put fifty six, fifty seven perfect laps in. So maybe, maybe that's the way forward to get the uh, the impact of drive to survive. <laughs> I think that's what it's having is the impact of drive to survive because there's a lot more. In terms of media, there we obviously got another race in uh, Los Angeles as well, uh, yeah. not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Uh, do you think they're like trying to shoehorn like tracks in around these like mega um, attractions? Obviously, the Miami Dolphin Stadium. We saw in the past. I know they're not doing that this time around in Vegas. That they did it around the uh, was it Caesar's Palace Hotel? Yeah, park yeah, park. yeah. Do you think could this like almost be the death of F1 like traditional race circuits? I don't, I don't think it, it'd be the death. I think F1 is just becoming a bit too gimmicky. Like, I was watching a I was watching a YouTube video the other day and this YouTuber put the perfect analogy in. So if you look at the Fast and Furious series, if you look at the very first film, it was great. If you look at, you know, the films as of race and, you know, John Cena, The Rock is in it, you know, uh, Captain Marvel's in it, Aquaman's in it, and, and I think that's the way F one is going. If you look at if you look at the early seasons, you know, purpose built race tracks, you know, great racing, and then now it's in Miami with people who don't even know about F one, like you know, taking 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 all opportunities away for you know real F one fans. Like imagine imagine all the people that would give their lives to experience an F1 race like, up close like that. And, you know, Megan the Stallion is just walking around the paddock not having a clue what's going on. You know what I mean, though? No, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, you get all about Fast and Furious. You had before the race, Vin Diesel, acting <laughs> as if he was like a big racing driver. You know, he's in the cars. It's a stunt double that's <laughs> the double's driving. She's not even a real racer. But like, would you like to see more race, like race actual tracks being uh, put onto the calendar, or would like, would you like more street circuits? Because let's be honest, the street circuits are a little bit boring at the, you know, when they are at the worst of times. But I think I think street circuits provide a challenge. But I think you need to have that balance. You know, the traditional, you know, the traditional races like Spa and, you know, Silverstone and you know Monaco or. I know that's a street circuit, but that's traditional F1. And I've, yeah. like, as I said before, I think it's just becoming a bit too gimmicky. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, I, I mean, I would like personally to see the more traditional tracks. I think it provides better racing. Obviously, yeah. you get some circuit races where they do have a bit of drama, you know, because they're more likely to crash. But we've not even seen that this year in the <laughs> street circuits that we've had. So we've had no drama in them. So yeah. it is becoming a bit of a ball fest as it is hard to overtake with how big the cars are. Um, obviously, keeping up with the street circuits, that was the, the second year of Miami. What, what are your thoughts on that track? Oh, I think... I don't know. I think it. I think it's a bit of a crap track. In my personal opinion, like the race was so boring last year. Apart from, you know, Norris going into Gasly, uh, that that ain't me saying that, that people should crash all over the place. But the race was a bit boring last year, and it it was a uh, it was the same this year. Not the only interesting part is where is you know betting when Verstappen would uh overtake Alonso. But um, I, I, I won F1 in the USA just because it would bring more eyes to the sport, but that's not the way to do it, like make an exciting track. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I do find it interesting how they've gone to Miami mid-European season. Yeah, they usually move through the concerts and they have to plan for 2030 to become net carbon zero, or carbon zero, whatever, or carbon neutral. Do you think the FAA could do better in planning the season in terms yeah. of you know, to Yeah, definitely. Like, they took V10 engines away from us, but they're flying from Azerbaijan to Miami in the space of a week, like, moving all moving all the F1 cars, moving all the computers, moving all the pit walls and everything. And it's like, you should have a European, a European, you know, season, then a month off, and an Asian season, then you know a month off, and then uh, move over to move over to North America and South America, and have um, Brazil as a season finale instead of Abu Dhabi because that's it's a bit of a shit track. It's all about money, as it always has it's been. It's all about money. I'm pretty sure at the, at the end of the season that they go from Brazil. Uh, to Vegas, then to at the Middle East in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes, yeah, so it goes Brazil, Vegas, and then Abu Dhabi. It just makes no sense, does it? And then, like, like you said, they're moving all these things about, all like planes. Yeah, everyone's going to fly. The whole team's going to have to fly. How are they going to meet that goal by 2030 by having calendars like this? Uh, moving on to another series now, uh, MotoGP is back. Is it at Le Mans, Lewis? Yeah, Le Mans. So it's yeah. the Le Mans circuit. For the MotoGP this weekend, you know, Fra- Francesco Bagnola is leading the championship once again, but he's binned it like quite a few times. So I don't understand how he's leading with such leading for 20, 22 points. But, uh, you know, the uh, closest driver to him is uh, McGrath, is Bezeki, and he's 20, as I said, 22 points behind him. So it's it MotoGP is interesting, but Francesco Bagnoia is gonna run run away with it, especially when Quartararo is out of the picture. Is it just gonna be Bagnoia dominant all season? Yeah. Is he gonna? How many titles will he be on now if he wins this one? Well, wins this year. So I think he'll be on his second championship this year because he was the first Italian driver to win uh, yeah, a championship course, yeah. since Valentino Rossi. Because I, I obviously I don't know too much about MotoGP. How many did Valentino Rossi get onto in the end? I'm not too sure. <laughs> so, no. right, we'll have a little look at that after the uh, pod. But uh, moving on to another series, NASCAR this weekend. It had a bit of uh, the tensions were a bit high. I don't know if you saw it, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
uh, was it Noah Greg Gragson? He yeah. punched uh, Ross Chastain. Sorry, punched Noah Gragson after the race. I mean, um, can you ever imagine something like that in F one? No, definitely not. <laughs> but was... I, I think it. I think it's just the environment around NASCAR, and you know, the drivers are not F one drivers are not like living in or two million pound houses. You know, most of these drivers come from you know the suburbs or you know like just normal houses like me and you but uh i'm i'm not i i don't i don't know what to make of that situation because obviously you know you can have you can have your you can have your battles on track but don't you know rock up someone around the face like it it's just you know the wrong sport for it and all but i i, I don't know what to make of it what do you make of it it's just a weird one, like like you said, just keep it on track. I know tensions are high and like you know the adrenaline that's going through them, but like Noah Gregson, like you, like, I know he's annoyed and like he's not happy with what um, Chastain has done. Just try and keep away from him. At least you know he's almost embarrassed himself. And obviously Chastain's like throwing a punch. It's not great for him. But apparently NASCAR aren't taking <laughs> giving any penalties out to either driver, so it's almost like they are encouraging that. Um, apparently Noah was unhappy with the. Um, Chastain's like aggressive driving styles like throughout the season, not just this weekend. Do you reckon like F one could benefit maybe from allowing the drivers to be a bit more aggressive? I think I think I think they could benefit, but you know, there's a difference between stock car racing and yeah. open wheel racing. Like if they expanded the tracks a little bit more, then it'd provide for you know dive bombs and perfect like you know wheel to wheel racing what we want to see more of in F1 or not. I know that I know they had to change the regulations to stop Mercedes winning everything, but you know, we were talking we were talking off camera and they've just done it in the wrong way. Like twenty twenty one cars were so much faster and so much, you know, better at overtaking. And as you said, it's literally like watching Sky Electrics go around the track. Nothing happens up top anymore. Nothing happens in the midfield, and nothing happens at the back of the grid apart from, you know, De Vries binning it into Lando Norris this weekend. Oh, yeah. Definitely, they, they, like I said in the chat as well, like we might have to wait a couple of seasons for F one to become more competitive again because we saw. I know you're saying about how they were close, and you want Mercedes to be up there. Like they changed the regulations to encourage more closer racing. Yeah. At the start of the season, we saw that, and it's just slowly got worse and worse. But hopefully, as the regulations go on through the years, we'll we'll see the cars get better, and like obviously the development of them all get better to actually like so close the gap to Red Bull and maybe actually make overtaking a little bit easier. And well, I say make it easier; it's easy enough down the DRS straight for Red Bull <laughs> as it is. So hopefully, they don't make it easier, but everyone else can make it a bit easier to make the races a bit more entertaining. But unfortunately. That is all we have time for this week. Um, next week we'll be reviewing. Is it Imola? That'll be coming up next week. I think so. Yeah. So Imola back again. Obviously another track where overtaking isn't exactly easy. But I imagine we'll be seeing a a Red Bull one two going into turn one already ahead before the corner. <laughs> so so we'll be looking forward to that one. Hopefully Jez will be back next week, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.